edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Talent. Take that, take that, take that, take that, Taylor. Woo! It is June 15th, and it's a beautiful afternoon here in South Florida. It's 87 degrees in the afternoon. It's already 6 o'clock. Oh, damn near 6 o'clock. 5.30, Feels like 90-something degrees. We're going to talk NBA Finals with you guys today. Knock, knock. Who's there? Draymond. Draymond who? Exactly. Trade talks have already started to pick up in the NBA. Trade talks have continued to pick up in MLB. OTA is okay. Mandatory training? Uh oh. Game six. We gonna break down game six and make our predictions. And we get a little bit of draft talk. We get a little bit of draft talk. Just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. But you know what I say? You know what I say? Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So. Yeah, buddy, here we go again. It's another fabulous day. It's a beautiful day in South Florida. There's no there's no breeze going on out there, but the palm trees are still there. They're still standing, and it's still sunny. But all is not sunny in South Florida. Or Florida in general. Rest in peace to everybody that was affected by the horrific shooting in Orlando. You guys don't mind? I'll let you take a small moment of silence as we send whatever positive energy, positive vibes, prayers, whatever you like to do. Because remember, prayer is not for yourself. Prayer is always meant for somebody else, technically. Small moment of silence for them. Thank you. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Bear with me. No, because Orlando, hit, Orlando hits hard. Orlando hits hard. It's, it's all kinds of... Because, see, it, it comes to so many, so many messed up layers where you hear all, you hear all the stories and let's just start. There's, there's no reason for it. There's no reason for anybody to be that upset about anything in the world, that pissed off, that disgusted about anything in the world that you go inside of a club in Orlando. I got family in Orlando. Listen, I only have family in Orlando. I also I also have, you know, gay friends. You know, I don't know if I have gay family. That's something I definitely don't know about 100%. I can't say for sure if I do or do not. But I got people so close to me that they, they are damn near family. So I really don't give two shits. 
you're going to get some Paul Agu Francais from me today. It all depends on where these emotions decide to rise and fall. <clears throat> so, like I said, the story comes out and you hear all this disgusting stuff. And you see all these pictures where the, the guy possibly could have been a recruit with NYPD. And then, you know, and then also you hear, and, and recruit, not not saying anything about NYPD in this one. I'm not, has nothing to do with I'm just saying that at one point in time, he was a recruit for them. Which means that at some point in time that he had trained himself how to use a weapon. Or was, or was seeking proper training on how to use a weapon. And was also going through a system where nobody also had a whiff of who he may have been. Then it's also come out that he was on the FBI's um, wanted list. Or at least watch list. Um, comes out also that there may have been more than one shooter from one of the victims. That, that victim was also an intern at Fox News. So we're still waiting to even see how much of truth that is. So it's all kinds of stuff. His father saying that he was set off because he's seen two guys kissing. Also hearing that this this is a place that he frequented a lot, but then also hearing that he was scouting out the place. So so many contradicting things. And then so as so as we sit here and, and, and we're mourning, then you hear the backlash. Then then you hear the backlash from some of my friends. Like and let's 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 you know let's not since I do that. Then we hear the then we then we then we see the backlash and we hear the backlash. The first thing that comes out is that before President Obama could say one word, and yeah, bear with me this first segment of the show, before this, President Obama could say one word, it's already coming out, oh, watch him try to take our guns and talk about how it's the guns and say nothing about going after, you know, ISIS or this terrorist group. And I keep watching it, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it, and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself that I realize that you guys have political party ties that should not blind you to common sense like i to be honest with you like i really don't care who the hell i vote for just as long as you show that you have a very decent concern for the people and the well-being of the people and it's very easy to start hearing about the fluff because you start hearing what they try to make their views about listen i don't care how you doctor it just doctor it so so it sounds like you're for the people so you can do everything you want to do afterwards just know you're going to be held to what you said. And if you're not for the people, then you get voted in president rank. You know? But you start hearing that people talking about, oh, he's going to take our guns. He's not going to go after ISIS. And how... And, and then you hear a bunch of stuff. Oh, when ISIS attacked... When ISIS attacked France, you know, French... You know, the, the, French, the, the French president, you know, did something about it. When they attacked Russia, Putin did something about it. When they attacked Obama, we talked about gun control. And... Listen, not for nothing. Let me clear up a couple of things. You're talking about somebody from the military here that had automatic rifles in his possession. And oh, does he ever so badly want to have one again? Yes, they are that exhilarated if you've never shot one. Like, it makes sense to me why people in the military have to like, qualify on a weapon every six months. There's a, you, have to, you have to find a way to release all of this ish that you have pent up in you as a human being, but especially as a soldier. You need a release point. So, But we do need some kind of control. Not for nothing. But control does not say the, the termination of all guns the confisc and the confiscation of, of current guns and the non-sale of any more future guns. No, that's not what it says. That's not what it ever has said. And so when I see people talking about, oh, he's going to try to take our guns, I'm like, wow, you really are those stupid people that they talk about. 
or you really are that stupid portion of America that people like Trump is able to tailor to. And then I see, and you are the same person that's voting for Trump. So, so your stupidity all around is like, like it's becoming less and less surprising to me. And, and I see you guys. Trust me, I see you guys. Surprisingly, a good amount of you also female, which 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 also throws me for another loop because you are just as discredited in this country as other minorities are, and yet you have no problem when it comes to minorities being degraded, jumping all over it, white Anglo-Saxon female. Because listen, you ain't as high in the pedestal as 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 male Anglo as as white Anglo-Saxon male. He looks down on you too. If 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 it was his way. White Anglo-Saxon male would have none of us in the world. It would just be them, and they'll be butt-fucking each other. Listen, they were doing it at one point in time. It's part of the reason why the Bible had to say that no men can no longer sleep with men, and that waste and wasting your sperm was an abomination because they were not only were they sleeping with each other, they was masturbating all over the place. And we needed to rebuild the population through historical research. Just saying. <laughs> you know, sift through the facts. Not everything can be an abomination. So, when I hear the fight against, against, against people that say in gun control, they're going to take their guns. Like, no, they're trying to control ARs. They're not saying that you can't have your handgun. They're not saying that you can't have your shotgun. They're not saying that you can't have a pistol. They're not saying you can't have a, maybe even a hunting rifle. He's saying that you can't have an automatic rifle that, had, that I was trained in the military with to dismember enemies. Not subdue them. Not, <sighs> if you want to hear some truth. It was never to disarm, like like the police officers have to do or are supposed to do with us. No, 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 no. But that's something completely different. So then, also when I about the up about the part where I hear about them talk about oh, Obama isn't going after them. Listen, you understand what it takes to declare an act of war? Do you guys not know what it takes to declare war or what a declaration of war technically is? You forget that Bush had to lie to the American people about weapons of mass of destruction so he can invade a country and then detour and invade another country off a weapon of mass destruction that he never found but yet put all those lives at risk and lied for eight years well probably six so a declaration of war is not that easy and also how many secret missions how many secret task missions have you heard of us going on think about how many you've heard us going on now think and take from somebody in the military when I tell you of how many that you heard that we haven't, how many that you haven't heard that we've gone, that we've gone on. So, oh, no, 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 no. We can't declare war, but we can retaliate. We just can't declare war. And I'm pretty sure we're retaliated. So, so please, like, 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 I said, like I said before, like, close your lips, calm your tits, lower your dicks. There's just way too much mouth flapping, way too much estrogen flying, way too much testosterone going all over the place, and you and you think you you think you know what you're talking about, but I'm watching you and I'm seeing you and you, and you sound like straight dumbassery. So it made me quickly realize that you really don't want somebody that 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 is an in, that is intelligent or, or or running the office. What you want is technically a blowhard, somebody that's gonna sit there, blow smoke up your ass, blow smoke in your face. Fail his arms in the air and just just spew bombastic verbiage for you to buy into. And then it made me realize that that's why you love Trump. Because you really don't want substance. You were the same people that made commercial rap famous. <laughs> you were the reason why 
<laughs> you know the reason why Young Thug and people like that are, are, are selling millions of records and Soulja Boy Slip is about to be a billionaire. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's because it's of people like you. So, so we don't even get the time to properly mourn Orlando like we should because we're fighting what is what is what is a a conspiracy belief that you've had for eight years about your guns disappearing, yet not one thing has ever been said about your guns disappearing. Nobody's ever come after your guns. They're just trying to tell you to put down the ARs because every time we hear about these events, they are happening with ARs. At least take that out of the equation. Now, I'm not saying that ARs are the only way to kill because listen, you can still make house bombs. You can still make all kinds of bombs. But listen, when we had to make those bombs, or when people started making those bombs, we, we, we took precautions against it in our airports, didn't we? So we can stop that. Why aren't we taking precautions to stop mass killings? At least at least to make them harder. Like, cause so if somebody manages to get an AR or has an AR, they say, hey, what are these for? And what are your intentions? Because as of right now, people with ARs aren't, especially these little these these, these little sensitive boys. <laughs> like I said, like I don't I don't I don't fear I don't I don't, I don't fear African Americans in, in in the street at one o'clock in the morning. No 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 no. Who I fear is Jeff. That happens to show up at work three days after he's been fired, looking a little disheveled. That's who I fear. That's who I fear. Jeff, Ralph, Bill, John, Lester. <laughs> Sorry, like that first segment just, just went in a whole different way. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to pay some bills. You're, you're still listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I know it didn't sound like sports, but it is. On SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio. Hey, Tiggle. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multivest Game and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza, across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. Thank you for still listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, Talent T. Taylor. And we finally get to talk some sports. Pardon me. Like I said, I, I just... Pardon me. So, last time we spoke, we were, in the, we were in the dead middle of two championship series over two different sports. We had the Stanley Cup Finals going, over, going on in the NHL, and then we have the NBA Finals, which is... I don't know where the NBA Finals doesn't have a more prestigious name. The Bill Russell Final? The Michael Jordan Finals? You should call the Michael Jordan Finals since he never lost in a final. Since they don't want to put him on logo or, or you know, we can't get like, well, I guess he doesn't have to play the Michael Jordan play the game award. Eh, I don't know. We're going to see. They probably give it to LeBron for how many times he's made it there. He's made it there a bunch of times. <laughs> so, we, so we have the NHL and the NBA wrapping up, right? And as you know, NBA still going on. So that will only mean that we finally do have a winner in the NHL. And it wasn't by... It, it wasn't as close as... It was, it was, it was 4-2, over in 6. Pittsburgh Pirates over the San Jose Sharks. There we go. <laughs> ah. 
who was it? Sidney Crosby wins the Con Smith Trophy, which is basically their equivalent to the to the to the Finals MVP. As I told you, as he led his team to a four two victory, series victory over the Sharks. Now, in so this means now obviously the NHL is not going to go into their off season. Their off season is about to officially begin as they prepare for their draft. That comes around the same amount of time that the NFL, the NBA draft does. A little bit sooner, their draft is actually about to, is going to come up this weekend. So we're talking the what is this? We're, to, we're on the fifteenth now, so we're talking about the seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. It's going to be it's going to be somewhere along those three days. Oh no, or maybe next weekend. I'm sorry, it was like the twenty sixth. Somewhere between the 24th and the 26th, I believe. Last year they had it down here in South Florida, which I did not know about. I was, I was, if I was, if I was this much in trying to get into hockey as much as, much as I as I was last year, I would have found a way to make it out there. I would have. And that, that's an event I still haven't been. To. I haven't been to any draft day event. So that was something I, I still would like to do. I mean, I've been to a Pro Bowl. I've been to that. I have definitely been to that. Um, so with the number one pick. In the NHL draft, you're going to have the Toronto, whoever, Canucks or something like that. Um, number two pick is going to be the Winnipeg Jets. Number three is going to be Columbus. Number four is going to be Edmond. Number five is going to be Vancouver. Now, a couple little bit tidbits about the NHL that you probably didn't know. As I, as I keep finding little, little NHL tidbits for you guys here and there. The Edmonds, Edmontons, they have had the number one pick. Or at least a lot of they like the 76ers of, of the NBA. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. They've had they've had a number one pick for a while, and if they were to get the number one pick again this year, there's going to be a conspiracy theory put out. You know, um, it's conspiracy investigation put on the NHL. But tell them about stuff put, the NHL have put out, and also about South Florida and Florida Panthers. As I told you, the Florida Panthers recently just had um, the NHL draft down here last year. And I also, you know, this year, the Panthers have, you know, made it into a, made, made a decent run into the playoffs. I think they made, believe they made it into the second round, or did they lose in the first round to New York? I want to say they still made it to the second round. Well, actually, I want to say they lost in the first round to the New York Islanders. And New York Islanders lost in the second round. I'm going to stick with that. We're going to stick with that one. Uh, I don't feel like looking it up. You can Google it. Google, Google, Google. <laughs> so... The Florida Panthers have recently changed their logo. And I'm not sure what their logo is going after. If it's looking for more of a, I guess that hockey, sim, not that hockey, but that soccer European symbolism of how they're, you know, even English, of how they're... I just came out. I don't know where that came from, but of how their of how their logo is, it looks like it always looks kind of like a shield, and 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 it symbolizes a lot more than just you know their franchise. If you ever see here people from Manchester United and and, and Man U, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what it kind of looks like. Something that would be out of the Premier League, and so far none of their fans are happy at all whatsoever. Like they 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 had a big convention for this unveiling, and they damn near got booed off the stage. So we're gonna see how how long this how long this takes takes to pick up, which is something that I, I still find it's brilliant, which I still don't understand, which makes me go back sometimes to why I don't understand 
why the Washington why the Washington football team doesn't change their logo. Because they say like, oh, we have so much invested in, into the franchise and into what this is. They're just being lazy and defiant, to be honest with you. Because if they honestly thought about it, think about how often they try to come up with alternate jerseys. Guess what? Now you get to come out with all new versions of this jersey and that jersey and alternate jersey and this. Because now, and then everybody has to go out and buy new gear. It's going to exponentially boost your sales. But you're so hard-headed of keeping the name that you don't realize that changing the name will probably put more money in your pocket than keeping it has because who want, who really wants new Washington football team gear? The same. The same. But Florida's going Florida's gonna to pan out. They're going to win in this one because they're going to get... Because even the, even the people that I spoke to that was like, yeah, we hate this. Even they said, well, I've already ordered my new jersey. So it's already worked. The new logo has forced people to buy more jerseys. I'm pretty sure they haven't done it in a while. They haven't changed it. They've probably been staying it. So now they get a new jersey. The team just won. So now the team has a new excitement about it. Even I may buy a jersey just because of that. And last but not least in NHL news. The NHL is going to open up a team in Vegas. They are now the first out of the four major sports, five major sports, six major sports. Is UFC in boxing because of the major sports? Four major sports. <laughs> so they're going to be the first one to move. And I guess I, hockey fan, hockey fans have said it's going to fail. I'm just going to put it out there right now. Hockey fans have said it's going to fail. So, I guess they're going to have to try to do something like... Is this a new form of sandpaper? They're going to have to try to do something along the line that Florida does down here with their hockey team. And make that arena so event-based that it's going to make you money outside of hockey. That's, just gonna, that's, what, that's what it's really going to be. It's going to be an arena that... It's just like hockey happens to be there as well. Maybe maybe something like how they're doing down here with the hockey team. Maybe a combination of how they did with the how they doing with the baseball team. Like while you're here, take a look see at this event. So they're gonna have to make it more than just arena. It's gonna have to be like it's gonna have to be like everything else in Vegas. It's gonna have to be overstuffed and overfluffed. I mean, it's gonna cost you five hundred million. Yes, it's gonna cost them five hundred million to get that team over there, just to start. So, as we see Bill Lambert, coach of the New York Liberty, by the way, on my big screen. As in regular fashion, I have an old game on. This game is from June 11th. It's about four games, four days old. With the, um, the LA Sparks are taking on the New York Liberty. And currently, LA Sparks are up 27 to 23 as the Sparks are in for a fast break. And they finish at the rim. They go up 29 to 23. So far, like I said, I've seen Bill Lambert. Uh, Lambert also I saw on um, play-by-play, which I wish I, wish, I, wish I could hear, hear. I would love to hear him do play-by-play. Is Ryan Rucco, and sitting beside him was Rebecca Lobo. Rebecca, I'll leave it like that. I don't like talking about my New Yorkers. So, the NHL in hockey. So, they got to have to do something like that. They got to have to make it where the only thing... Even when there's even when there's hockey there, that hockey isn't the only thing that's going on that you're there for. There has to be other stuff. I don't, I'm not sure how it's gonna work, but I think that may be a formula. So as we move into other arenas, 
we we we're already now in game six, right? So before we jump ahead to game six, we still need to talk about game four and a little bit about game five. Because game four Green gets the royal treatment. Green obviously definitely gets the royal treatment. And game four Let's let's put it this way, right? Because we're gonna hurry up and get as much forward as possible, as caught up as possible. If you if I know that what Draymond Draymond Green should not be hitting people in the nuts, and we're gonna rename Draymond Green as we told you earlier on Facebook. We're gonna we're gonna rename Draymond Green on, on this show today. Before we leave here today, Draymond Green will have a new name. Now, not for nothing, this name is not only going to highlight his transgressions, transgressions, but it is also going to compliment him as an as, as a actual basketball player. I know you're wondering how we're going to do that with a, with a new nickname, but it's going to be perfectly fitting for him, where you're going to be able to call him this in disrespect and in respect. He may not even know how. But before we back up, so game four happens. And LeBron James and them boys are getting blown out. Not, and not for nothing. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Kyrie Irving is doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's attacking Curry. He's attacking Curry. He's attacking Curry. They're making... He's out, he has been outplaying Curry in the, in the fact that they're both struggling. and they're, they're both playing in spurts. His spurts have been a little bit... Have have amounts to a grander total. I shouldn't really say he's outplaying Stephen Curry. His because since last year in the playoffs, Stephen Kyrie Irving has been has found ways to get the better of Curry. We just we just weren't able to see it just for one game. So far this series, we've we've been able to see them go back and forth, and now as they've gone back and forth, and we still have a game six now, where Curry is now able to match Kyrie Irving's latest performance. He is so far um his totals. Have amounted to more than Stephen Curry's. Can't really say he's outplaying him yet, but he is definitely keeping pace. Which I've told you before, Kyrie was no slouch as far as an offensive weapon and ball hand and, and a magician with that with, with, the, with, the, with the with the ball. Remix. He has his own mastery in his own right, but I'm sorry. What LeBron James did. Was completely over the line, and it was over the line is in, in 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 a bunch of different ways. So, listen, you do not go and step over anybody without fear of repercussion. I'm sorry, we know these as athletes. One, if you've ever played a sport, you know this for one. Nobody steps over you. Anybody is stepping over you. You, you not. Nobody stands over you like that. that. That's disrespectful. But let's take it outside of the sports realm. Let's think of those a bunch of us laying on the floor, and somebody wanted to pass by, and they just automatically stepped over you without at least saying excuse me. You would think that was disrespectful or rude in some way, shape, or form. LeBron James looked down at him, and proceeded to ride his back like his name was Mr. Fucking Ed. And then goes and complains about it. 
at the end of the game as if he was the wrong. Remember, so don't get it twisted. This is the same LeBron James that gets fouled by his own man and then goes in the same press conference and complains. And acting like the other team is the one that fouled him. This is that LeBron James. So let's not forget about crybaby James here. And what he did. But we, we're going to go into commercial. When we come back from commercial, we have exclusive, 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 exclusive audio of the Draymond Green sit down with the NBA Players Association and the NBA Association that led up to his suspension. Don't ask me how we got, how the Mighty Podcast was able to get a hold on audio that nobody else got. Just know I have a connection or two in a few low-down, grungy places. And I was able to get that for you. But before we get to that, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to quench my thirst. Get your exercise on. Mighty Sports Podcast. Thank you for still listening. We're halfway through the show. I am your host, Talented Taylor Still, and you should still be listening on either on SoundCloud or, wait for it, Tune In Radio. <laughs> so, I, I told you before the break that we had exclusive audio of what went down when Draymond Green had to go sit in front of the association and the Players Association to try to answer for his transgressions. I'm going to tell you, folks. LeBron James complaining is not the only thing that came up. And and this probably did not help him out one bit. But you know what? I'll let you listen and let you determine. What does LeBron James look like? What? What country are you from? What? What? Why ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Yes. Then you know what I'm saying. Describe what LeBron James looked like. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Black corn. He's bald. 
Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't know how the man feels, or, um, but um, obviously, people have feelings, and people's feelings get hurt, even if they're called a bad word. Um, I guess his feelings just got hurt. With one word. What is that word? Yes. Yes. surprised that after the league reviewed the evidence and then sat down with Draymond that they suspended him for a game but we all know they shouldn't have not only did not, not only what LeBron James did on the court was a bitch move but then what he did after the game was a bitch move some may see it differently but the true hoopers of the NBA the true hoopers of the NBA and true hoop and true hoop fans know that LeBron James still crossed that line, and Draymond Green had every right to do what he did. Remember, what, remember when Lonzo Mourning did to Patrick Ewing? Remember when that kid did it to you in fourth grade? Remember when that happened to you on the basketball court when you were fourteen? Just saying, on the football court when you were, when you were fifteen. Remember what happened? You tell me. Leave me a comment below if you're listening on SoundCloud. Because if you're telling me that you didn't get up in an uproar ready to snuff somebody, then they have they had every right to step over you. Because you are step over step overable. Sorry. I had to make up a word, I had to get it right. So then game five comes around, right? And you know what? I don't even know if I want to talk about game five yet. Because you know what? You know what's happened? NBA draft is coming up. I am going to talk about game five. <laughs> so now game five is coming up. And it comes and goes. And game five proves to be the challenge that it should be. For the Golden State Warriors not having their most versatile player on the court. And I say the immersive versatile player because I've I've talked about Green in the light that I've in, in the same light actually in, in the same complementary aspect on the same DNA makeup as the LeBron James of the world. These guys are Swiss Army knife people. Same thing I say like I said, maybe not to the degree of who LeBron James is because LeBron James also is a scoring phenom, even though he doesn't like to say that he's a scorer. Or people don't like to portray him as or I don't know. But he's a, he still is also a, a scoring phenom. And Draymond Green doesn't score like that. But also Draymond Green doesn't have to score like that. And he's never been required to score like that. And even in the spurts where we've seen him take a bunch of shots and we've seen him be a little inconsistent, he hasn't been in a consistent role to have to score like that. So don't say, so I don't want to say like, oh, well, we've seen him. No, you haven't been put in a consistent role to have to score like that. But we've seen him come through when it was needed. So missing Draymond Green... And, and and as much as I like Iguodala on on LeBron James, Iguodala 
on LeBron James for a whole game, or for the majority of the game, or as the primary defender for the game, it doesn't really usually pan out. Now, while he does make things difficult for him, right? Draymond Green adds another element. And even having Draymond Green on that court adds another element. And we saw what happened. So the small ball did not work for Golden State in that, in, in that sense because that small ball is a little too small. And what you saw is what we saw in Toronto. Well, LeBron James's shooting percentage was, was, was sky high because almost everything he was taking was within 18 feet, 14 feet, 12 feet, 2 feet. 1 feet, 1 foot, 6 inches. <laughs> you know? So... And then Kyrie Irving just finally just, just, just sort of hit and shot. And not for nothing, Stephen Curry and these boys got um um eventually started missing shots, which is to be expected eventually. Cause for the same reason why nobody thought they was gonna win last year, it's the same reason why we see them losing questionable games this year. When it comes especially in the playoffs, when 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 they're facing better talent at a more consistent pace, obviously. Is that now when they have bad offensive games, it's harder to make up for it. Then versus when you play when you have a bad shooting game against a Phoenix. When you have a bad shooting game against a New York and then you can come out in the second half and make up for it. No, no, no. Now does it happen so easily when you start off slow against the Oklahoma City? Against the San Antonio. Which which I didn't see obviously in this playoffs, but I'm just mentioning them in the same category as also Cleveland. Cleveland, Oklahoma City, San Antonio. Probably would have been the same thing if, if they had a bad game against the Clippers. See, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't get exposed when you're playing against Houston. And even Houston was able to take advantage of it for a game. It's just that we have now gone, got, gotten accustomed that, yeah, they may have a bad game. They don't have bad games consistent. They don't have bad, games, bad shooting games consistently. They are rarely, as a whole entire team, in shooting droughts. And that's because they have two of the best shooters in the game ever. And those guys are rarely in shooting droughts at the same time. Rare. I say it doesn't happen, but it's rare. And if it's rare, can it? How off? How rare is rare out of four? That's what we're really trying to determine here now. How often can they have a bad game now in four games? Because they have three victories. Game five allowed them a second, allowed Cleveland their second victory. Cleveland still has to do this twice in a row. They have to beat. They have to force Golden State to lose three straight games. How does that sound now? When you say that the team that lost nine games has to lose three straight. So we're gonna have Game Six coming up pretty soon. Even without Game Six, we have the NBA draft right around the corner. So, with that happening, of that being around the corner, you start hearing a lot of off-season talk starting to rear its head. One of the first things that started happening: extensions. Well. We already saw it actually originally. We already saw it actually. When we saw coaches being hired and fired all over the place. Now we're seeing the second wave of it. As coaches are now also getting extensions. And the first coach to get his extension is Jason Kidd. 
And we do want to say kudos and bravo to Jason Kidd. Because Jason, what Jason Kidd has done for a young, athletic, lengthy team is to be rewarded or should be rewarded with an extension. What he has helped done or what he's helped, what, how he's helped the development of a Michael Cordo Williams, of an Antetetecumpo, Giannis. How he's helped with that, that player development there. From a point guard's perspective of the game, which the game is coming to where everybody has to almost be a playmaker. Everybody has to be able to handle the ball. Everybody has to shoot. We are getting to a point where you're going to have to start needing to, well, we already, we already have it in some teams. We're talking, we're talking we're going to start needing three, four, five playmakers. Guys that can pass and dribble the ball pretty soon. As these guys pretty soon are going to become billionaires within 10 years of a contract. As they, are they are in the cuffs before we die of, of having $100 million a year contracts. Just saying. Just saying. I'm telling you, people are just all leaving the NBA after 12 years out of, out of contract money being billionaires. We're getting to that point pretty soon. Not going to take long. Let it keep growing the way it's growing. And let them grow overseas like they want to. Like the NFL is trying. Let, let them expand. You'll see it all come. So Jason Kidd gets his extension. And then now we start, and then now we start hearing the trade rumors starting to pop up. And one of them involves the team... That is currently in the finals. And one. Is a star. That has already surpassed him. So. The first person that, that, that's popping up on this trade block. For some odd reason. Is. Is Jimmy Butler. And it's coming up for the Minnesota, for Minnesota. And. I'm not sure if this is Tom Thibodeau, if it's Minnesota, if it's Jimmy Butler, or where this, you know, if this is an agent, you know, trying to trying to boost the market, you know. But Jimmy Butler is a piece that you would want to get. I just don't know if Jimmy, but Jimmy Butler wants to keep buying into um, Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau runs his teams into the ground, and 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 Jimmy, as much as he may like that, like he's his his health is going to become questionable, at least in my eye. And another one that's already popped up on the trading block. And it says like his name was always in the trading block. As Chris Bosch's was. Kevin Love. I shouldn't say always in the trading block. But as, as always the scrutinized one. So Kevin Love is now. His, his name is, is, is kind of out there on the trading block. And I'm not sure where this is going. And because they're saying that. It's, it's inevitable that he's going to be gone. And if I'm him. I'm not, not for nothing. Like seriously if I'm him. Like you, you want to go to a team that has young places. I mean, if you're Cleveland, you have, to, you have to think like you would want to get back something, because if you're Cleveland, maybe you want to get maybe you want to get like a lottery pick back or a high draft pick. See if you can get another young piece in there. See if you want to get like a Kelly Olynyk out out there. Because you know, listen, if if I'm Kevin Love, I want, I want to go play for Boston. 
a team that has a bunch of young guards out there, kind of like you had in Minnesota, where you can go back to doing what you did in Minnesota and, and just and just basically cherry pick? To be honest with you, if Kevin Love was really about uh, really about that life, Kevin Love would come off the bench. And what he can do now is the same exact role he played in Minnesota, where he was just a, ch a cherry picking star around a, bunch of, around a bunch of mediocre talent. He could do the same thing coming off the bench. He could come off the bench being a cherry picking dude around a bunch of mediocre talent. But you know what? Not even just mediocre talent. Because whether you're a star or whether you're one of them bench-ass players, there's something that everybody has in common. Unless we all like to go out and have some fun. And sometimes... We may not know what we want to do. We get stuck. We start wandering. So listen, let's not get stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again. Stop that worrying and stop that thinking. We don't worry here and we don't think here. What we do is that we head downtown Fort Lauderdale and we go to Capone's. Right? We gonna find DJ Sutter. He's gonna be in the lounge room. We gonna start dancing. We gonna start drinking. We gonna have some fun with DJ Sutter. That's from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you know what I'm gonna tell you. You bring that sexy. Bring enough sexy to slay. Fellas, you bring your swag. You bring enough swag to grab a slayer. It's going down to Capone's. Wait, there's more. Now, when I say there's more, there's so much more. It's not even funny. Wednesdays. DJ Scepter. At O'Malley's. 10 p.m. 2 a.m. DJ Scepter also this week. Is going to be opening up for the one and only, who turned out to be a, at least a very much good friend of DJ Scepter, but a, but a very recognizable compartment. You know, in my yearly bashes, as he will be here again this year. But DJ Scepter is going to be opening up for DJ Zog at. Where is this place at again? Right, let's see here. He has O'Malley's coming up. And you know what? I can't find the info. So you know what? Eh. I guess he's going to lose on that one. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Let's see. We're going we to give him another chance. We're going to give him another chance. We're going to see if he... Nope, nope, nope. Can't find it. Sorry, DJ Scepter. Don't know where you're open. I think he said American Social. Ah, I want to say it's American Social. So he will be playing at American Social. Since it's not Friday, I am going to assume that it's going to be on Saturday. It has to be on a Saturday. Because if you're not DJ on Friday, I mean, if you already had Friday, but then obviously it has to be Saturday somewhere. But American Social, find DJ Scepter. You will be finding him. Listen, this, this is how busy he is. So it doesn't matter, birthdays, wedding, bar mitzvahs, kids, near this bachelor, bachelor party. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. Everything you can think of. For reservations, go to bookings at DJ Scepter.com. So. 
So we are back. This is still a Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, Talent T. Taylor. And by the time you get this podcast, Game 6 will be coming on. Well, it depends if you're listening on SoundCloud. If you listen on SoundCloud, then you're going to get this tonight. If you listen on TuneIn, then you're going to get this tomorrow, the same day as, the, as, the, as Game 6. So Game 6 comes around. Draymond Green has, so Game, game 5 has passed. You know, LeBron James cried to the NBA, got Draymond Green suspended. Draymond Green sits down for Game Five, and the game looks exactly how it should look without, without, without a guy like Draymond Green on the court. It's a blowout. The team just didn't, Golden State just didn't have it in them to pull out the victory, the closeout game on their home court. So once again, what happens is that we get Game Six in Cleveland. With once again Golden State being able to close out in the land. In the land of the old generous king LeBron James. We call him the bitch king now? And Draymond Green is back in the lineup. And and it makes you wonder which Draymond Green. Are we going to get? Are we going to get level-headed, passionate Draymond Green? That damn near led this season in triple doubles? Are we going to get the Draymond Green that is so timid that he doesn't know how to... That he doesn't really know how to... To, to, to motivate himself. And we get that guy that we saw in Oklahoma City. Or do we get reckless wild man that doesn't know how to control anything? That... Hurts his team because he's just recklessly all over the place. Gets another flagrant and gets suspended for the first game of the of the gets suspended for game seven or the first game of the NBA season. Which one are we gonna get? Because Draymond Green had the oppor- had time to cool himself off, gather his thoughts, and he as he was forced to not even be in the building for game five. You understand what that meant? That for game five, if Golden State were to win, he wasn't even gonna be able to be there to celebrate. He was in an adjacent arena watching a baseball game. And he was going to have to tell himself over to be able to celebrate a victory that his team got without him because of LeBron James' bitch-assness. And equally, you unable to maintain composure while you are on the cusp of being suspended for your next punishable offense. Well, at least freaking foul. So now game six is here. And we're back here again. And now both teams at full strength. Still, both teams at full strength. Kevin Love has recovered from his concussion. Kyrie Irving is no longer has whatever is wrong with him. LeBron James has no excuses. His team is intact. Stephen Curry, elbow, knee... We don't know. We just know that he's been a little bit more off than he normally is. But he's also going up against better talent than he normally is. So who's to say? But they are saying it. And they're saying, listen, Stephen Curry not looking right. Lost one game. Draymond Green being suspended because of LeBron James' bitch assness. Lost, lost another game. Now Andrew Bogut is going to be gone for game six 
But we don't know what actually what Andrew Bogut's status is as of yet. To be honest with you. But I haven't heard anything saying that he is going to play. So even and so Andrew Bogut may not be may be gone. And Andrew Bogut brings a whole different element to this because he is a number one pick. Let's not forget this as well. He has decent size. He is a shot blocker. He is a rim protector. He is a rebounder. He may not be the number one option when it comes to... He, should not, he may not be the number one option in, you know, for an offense. But as far as defense goes and as far as when it comes to needing our body to take, to take up space because you're only playing one big man, he's, a, he's that dude. Now what we get to see is a lot of Festus Azili and a lot, and a lot of, of more buckets. That now makes this game six. If, if, if this game six is being judged of the past, then this game six is already in favor of Golden State. But I don't know if it, how that continues to be so if Golden State is going to continue to have these obstacles that they're going to have to face. Not just injuries. You know what I mean? But also the officials... And LeBron James being the best flopper in flop history. And listen, don't get mad when Verizal sells what he sells because he learned from you. Once again, LeBron James is the reason why the flop rule is in effect. While Jordan got the hand check rule, Shaq and Mark Jackson was the back down rule. And three, you know, even Shaq the three seconds. No, Shaq was three seconds. was a little before Shaq. LeBron James is because every time he was touched, and I literally do mean touched, he went flying. Him and wait, so so it brings me it brings me to something really quick that, that that you're realizing is that of how quickly the shift has gone from LeBron James to Stephen Curry, and it's not surprising. It's because this is what people have been waiting for. Like the criticism for the criticism for LeBron James was a big part because of how entitled he came into the NBA being. The chosen one, the gold, you know, I'm the chosen one, the king, all this other stuff. But yeah, he wasn't winning. And he still had to go jump to Miami to go get those rings. You have to remember, so a good portion of the NBA, that, kids that are coming to the NBA now, still aren't LeBron James fans. They were still better Kobe fans. And they watched LeBron James get all this, get, get all this stardom over, 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 their, over their idol. And he never earned it. And it's and it's no and it's no surprise that Stephen Curry comes and and quickly takes over LeBron James because you know what happened? Stephen Curry stayed in his stayed on his team and kept on getting better and let and, and allowed them to build around him. Didn't complain. Did it the right way and then finally won a championship and, and is on his way to possibly 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 win two because if he matches LeBron James, that is not going to look good for the generous king, for the GK. To game six. I know what you want to hear. You want to hear who I'm going to pick to win this game. And I want to hear who I'm going to pick to win this game. I'm not quite there yet. Because how do you pick a winner? LeBron James should. Like I said last year. LeBron James should win. He should win the championship. And he should have won the series last year. Because as we said... As he said, he's the best 
player in the world. So if you're the best player in the world and you now have all your weapons and you're at home, you're in the land as you call it, I expect you to win and force a game seven and then go into Golden State and win again. In the back of my head, as much as I know LeBron James should win, there's also the... Oh man, oh man. Not again. Can the Splash Brothers and Mean... No, 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 that's not his name. I forgot I told you. So can the Splash Brothers and Ball Handles Draymond Green that's his new name, Ball Handles yes let it sit let it simmer let it soak in let it resonate on the top skim off that skin now take the skin off, toss that away now let's start digging in how does that taste? Ball Handles <laughs> so yes can the Splash Brothers and ball handles and the rest of that supporting cast do enough? As Listen, when we talk about pressure, the pressure still really isn't on Golden State. The pressure is on Cleveland because you are LeBron James. You are the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is LeBron James' team. This is what he put together. This is who he has. And if they don't win one for him again, then guess what? Not only are these guys continuously to be a failure because let's not forget that Kyrie Irving has done nothing but earn lottery picks. Top five lottery picks while LeBron James is gone. So this is still all LeBron. And if these guys can't put in the professionalism or consistency to be able to pull off a game at home, then you gotta, you gotta allow LeBron James to fail again. You are not going to fail. You are not going to fail him. You are going to allow LeBron James to fail again and become a five-time Five-time, 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 five-time loser. I'm picking Cavs to win game six. Thank you guys for listening to the show. I am a talented Taylor. I really do appreciate it. You're on it, still on Siva SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio. You can find me everywhere, a little bit anywhere. TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter. My T Sports. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. And don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Six on four, Pavelski to Vlasic, he shoots, it doesn't get through. Crosby flips the puck down the ice, and that'll do it. The Pittsburgh Penguins have won the 2016
Stanley. team of some of the greatest goal scorers and playmakers in the NHL ultimately won with defense. Holding the Sharks to two shots on goal in the third period of their last game of the season. My team!